This week in our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This week in our collective heads This week in our collective heads Welcome to this week in our collective heads. I'm Patrick, and I'm joined by Kevin as in a disembodied voice in this episode. If you're listening on the podcast, it's kind of the same with lesser quality audio. Hang in there. We're going to get better. We're working on a remote setup right now. But this is the gaming news, is what you uh, always come here to, to listen to us talk about gaming news. The best gaming news on the planet, in my opinion. Delivered by Spectral Voices. Ooh. <laughs> So uh, this week was a little sparse. Uh, again, apologize about the video and audio uh, quality. We're going to get better at that. Uh, working with remote setup has had a lot of uh, speed bumps that we expected and did not expect, uh, and broken lights and all kinds of fun things. But let's get on to some gaming news. Uh, the Nintendo Switch has sold 10 million uh, units so far since March, which everyone's been compl- comparing that to the PS4, uh, and I think that's a little unfair um no compare it compare it to the wii u i mean they are they are exactly. three million units away from outselling the wii u over what, three and a half years yeah and yeah. that's that's amazing this is the this is a a a clear example or a clear uh a proof of concept mm-hmm. that the nintendo switch is exactly what people wanted it and is it's what a lot of people thought the wii u was going to be but it exactly. wasn't Exactly. And Nintendo's, Nintendo, for the past uh, couple generations, have been playing their own, well, af- since after the Nintendo 64, Nintendo has been playing in their own ballpark. You know, it's, it's, it's not, they're not competing against uh, Xbox and uh, PlayStation anymore. They're kind of off on their own because most people who consider themselves big gamers have, uh, an, have one of those consoles or PC and a Nintendo. Uh, people buy Nintendo products for the first party, uh, first party games, and some third party stuff. Switch is showing not only the first party stuff is great, but you have, but the handhelds are still a thing in the world of mobile gaming. People That's still cool. want a real console, and it, it completely shows when you see um, when you see how people are using it. The majority of people. Uh, use it in both uh, handheld and docked. Uh, but if the people who only use a docked or only use it mobile, people use it handheld more than people use it just strictly docked. It it proves that we still uh, we're still good with uh, we still would want to play on the go gaming and we want to play proper games on the go. We don't want to play. Um, or at least not we, but a lot of people don't want to just play Bejeweled or other games. They want to play full-fledged games out on the go. I'm playing Skyrim, you know, while I'm waiting in the DMV, and that's yeah, and, pretty amazing. And, like, Skyrim and Doom show that, um, that honestly, like, as long as you get the, the basic gameplay, we've, mm-hmm. we've reached a point because, like, the the jump from, from PlayStation to PlayStation 2 is huge yeah. the, the jump from the xbox 360 to the xbox one is gigantic mm-hmm. but we've reached a point where where computing power is is substantial enough that we can have i mean we can when when you can play doom and and skyrim and mm-hmm. breath of the wild and all these games 
via via a system that you can just pick up and take with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's been visual comparisons. And Digital Foundry did did a piece where it was like the PC with Mac settings versus the uh, I think they did. I think they did PC mm -hmm. versus uh, PlayStation versus the Switch version of Doom. And it was like, I mean, yeah, it's a little fuzzy in the background, but you're still playing Doom. Yeah. Um, Skyrim has blooming issues that people complain about because as you're walking forward in a forest, you start to see the foliage literally start to bloom out uh, yeah. where it wasn't before. But at the same time, I've not had frame rate issues. I've not had battle uh, issues in battles where I've had frame rate issues that caused me to have any issues. The frame rate has been stable the whole time. Uh, I've been able to go through all the quests. Uh, I had um, the only issues that I had were issues that I've already had with Skyrim where you're talking to an NPC and they say, all right, follow me. And then they just stand in a doorway. <laughs> I mean, those, those, those are... It's a Bethesda. Not thing. to be mean, but those are Bethesda <laughs> issues, it not is. Switch issues. It is, but the game the game overall is so amazing. And, and the rest, I mean, that's just talking third party, but the, the first party, third party, everything has been solid for Switch, and I think this proves that um, this proves how, how uh, gaming is going to go forward, that um, mobile gaming, while it is a moneymaker, um, is not going to replace uh, mobile. It's not going to replace gaming on the go as a handheld. Mobile, mobile gaming is different. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think that, uh, I mean, the Pokemon, uh, the new next Pokemon game is going to come out on Switch instead of 3DS. And I think the next year is going to be the uh, where the 3DS dries up. Everything's going to move over to Switch because people are seeing now that uh, not only, I mean, Nintendo already knew. They were saying that they were going to continue to uh, support 3DS. I think the, the towards the end of the next year, we're not going to have any more 3DS games. Uh, everything will be on Switch. Yeah, I mean, it's Switch. Switch takes the place of the 3DS and takes the place of the Wii U in a beautiful way. Um, the only problem is that the price point is is a little higher. Nintendo wants to have a Switch in everyone's hands, not a Switch in everyone's uh, living room. They want every member of a family who games to have a Switch, which yeah. which but could be like, great like you if said, you could transfer your save games. Like you said, the, the price point is... is higher than the 3ds or the wii u yeah but it's like you said it is replacing both and it is it is a it is a handheld yeah. as well as a home console mm -hmm. and it's it's versatile in a lot of ways that we just haven't seen before yeah and, and the, the and fact the that you can dock mm -hmm. good the nintendo switch is is just proof that yeah. the, the the nintendo model is working there was <laughs> So shout out to the to the Captain Redbeard stream from last week. Um, they they had a debate on whether whether the the switch counted as um, the PS4 generation or if it's the start of the next generation. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just it's just this weird thing that's just sitting out in the middle of, of everything. And and it's 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 wonderful. Yeah, because I, I think that Nintendo it's being mm -hmm. Nintendo. It is. They are. They they successfully. They they constantly innovate, mm -hmm. and they frequently succeed. Yeah. The Wii U was was a step too soon, and they weren't able to do. I would have. Obviously, I wasn't in the rooms, but I would yeah. imagine that this this was much more of a. We'd like to do this, and we can't do all of it, and 
so what what they compared it to on the on the uh, on the Redbeard stream, and I think is fairly accurate, mm-hmm. is the Wii U is kind of a beta version of the Switch. Yeah, because it, in a lot like, of ways it you is. You can play it handheld, ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the it, Switch is what we actually wanted. Yeah, it's like. It, you know, come come back when you have all the features, and we'll buy it then. And that's that's we basically what it was. We're buying it because the Switch does what we thought the Wii U was going to do. Uh, it ha- it's it's more of a powerhouse in a smaller package, and I don't think that I think that they could have done the Switch earlier on. Uh, they could have done the Switch instead of the Wii U, um, maybe a, a year or so later. But the pricing. Because of the hardware cost, the pricing would have put it way too out. It would have been like buying a cell phone. And buying a cell phone now six hundred to a thousand dollars. That makes it really hard to justify uh, a a console that you don't know if yeah you don't know how often you're going to use it. Um, I know the the Xbox One X is five hundred dollars, and if you are going to use it, if you're going to play four K gaming, if you want to do four K Blu-ray, it's excellent. But yeah. But that's that's they already have a base that's going in there. Uh, for mobile phones, you already have people who are saying, okay, well, this is going to be my device. Mobile phones became what PDAs we thought PDAs were going to be back in the '90s, where everyone was going to have this little little uh, uh, little assistant, uh, digital assistant. Now we have phones that do everything for us, um, and I think that uh, the switch fills uh, a gap. It fills a gap that some people knew they needed and some people didn't. I've talked to a lot of people who didn't think they wanted to play a handheld game, handheld console, but when you have it so uh, quick to to get onto a, a big screen um, and to flip back and forth, or I've, I have a friend of mine, the husband and wife, they both have a Nintendo Switch. They have a, a dock in the living room. They have a dock in the bedroom, and they can you can dock to any. You can dock a switch to any dock. It's not paired, so they don't have to worry about oh, is this yours? Is this mine? Oh, the living room one is for this. It's, no, you just put your switch on there and play. Um, it's it's so smooth and I love it. So I'm, I'm going to go on to something else because we keep talking about Switch forever. But um, uh, Nino Kuni Two has been delayed till uh, March 23rd, and because this is in the realm of of, of art. I'm fine with this. I know you keep hearing we you keep hearing us say this on the show, but they, delays they, aren't they, always bad. <laughs> they they move back. Um, this is so. <laughs> is what the um, third time? Uh, I think it's only the second because hmm. they they just had kind of a vague general. Yeah, it's coming out in 2017, and then they kicked it back to it's coming out in uh, 2018 this date, and then they bumped it back. And yeah, I'm. My my only issue with it is this puts it one week before Far Cry 5 comes out oh. because of that game's delay. And um, because we, we, we do... The big ones we, we don't get early. Yeah. Um, and and Nino Kuni 2 and Far Cry 5 are two that I'm absolutely panic, planning on buying. Um, and I do think it's kind of funny because last year or I guess this year, mm-hmm. um, two of my most anticipated titles were uh, Neo and Horizon Zero Dawn, and they came out within a month of each other, you know, and then I waited for a little while, and most games I can wait for a sale. But sure. like, Nino Kuni 2 and Far Cry 5, I'm going to buy immediately. I think that you're in a strange uh, bit of the Venn diagram on Nino Kuni 2 
and Far Cry 5. I don't <laughs> think... Um, and I, I'm put, I put myself in a similar diagram, but okay, Venn diagram, but uh, Horizon Zero Dawn... I'm, I, no, I mean, uh, I think that uh, the player base for each of those is... Um, they, there's a big player base for each of those, and there's some crossover, but not a ton. It does put you in a kind of a precarious situation, especially for March. But but spring, February, March have become uh, a new um, uh, a new uh, <laughs> release window that everyone's been trying to target. Because uh, if you hit too close to Christmas or too if you go too soon around the new year, like early January you miss out on the budget of people who are buying stuff for Christmas. So you push it over to February, uh, mid to late February or March, and that's, that's the next good window uh, budget-wise. Um, it, it is unfortunate, but I'm, I'm happy about it. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm going to buy Far Cry. Uh, I'm probably not going to buy Nino Kuni. Uh, I may buy it later, um, but I, can't, I really can't foresee myself buying it right now. Um, I'll, well, I'll probably... Other, mm-hmm. The other thing is that I think that that'll probably be around the time... Um, like Red Dead, Red Dead Two is coming out around that time too, maybe a little bit earlier. And so March, like you said, March has become a—it's yeah. the second November. Mm-hmm. It uh, is, and it, it it works out nicely because that gives us something to play over the summer and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I I am a little bit, I'm a little bit more concerned about um, Far Cry Five because that's been pushed back to right at the end of the fiscal year. And I, I actually trust Japanese companies more than I do, um, you know, American companies, mm-hmm. even even Ubisoft, because sure. Ubisoft had Ubisoft had an amazing year this year. Like every everywhere that EA screwed up, Ubisoft like came in and they they did things well. Like they mm-hmm. they took the year off for Assassin's Creed and Origins is is a vast step forward um, in that franchise, but. Um, so when when Far Cry Five is is coming out right at the end of the fiscal year, it seems to me like they said, well, you know, we still need to release this in the fiscal year, but you have another month. Yeah. Whereas Nino Cooney, um, I I feel like I I have a lot more faith in them because um, investors uh, in the Nikkeio Index have 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 a greater tendency to put to have faith in in what they have, where the American market. I, I don't do a whole lot in in stock speculation stuff like that, but there there seems to be a lot greater uh, faith and trust in in the Nikkei index um, than in the American stock market. No, you're and exactly so, right. You're exactly right. So, it's it's more it's not as volatile um, yeah. and so at I'm, all from an investor standpoint. I'm actually going to wait for the reviews on Far Cry, but mm-hmm. Nino Kuni is still a day one purchase because that game was amazing. Um, I played through. Uh, I played through it with the with the girls, and that's something yeah. that like we were able to have discussions about some of the stuff that was going on. And now that they're older, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to see what kind of new discussions we get to have around this thing that is is it's cutesy and everything, but it mm-hmm. handles Nino Kuni handled some really intense topics. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing um, how this one, because it's, because it's a, a, a monarch coming back to his throne, trying to reclaim his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the girls are old enough that, um, we can have discussions around the idea of, of the pursuit of power and, uh, you know, what, I don't know. 
no, I agree. Cooney's amazing, and I can't, I I can't wait for a second. So <laughs> I regardless, agree. I'm going to buy it, and I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, um, speaking of things you're going to buy, Darkest Dungeon's getting an expansion, which yes. Yes, I, I love I love Darkest Dungeon. I know that you I know that you've been playing this off and on since release. Um, I think that it's one of the most unique games that I've played in quite a long time. Um, the yeah. the the way that it uh, the not only to to dungeon crawl but to deal with stress levels and uh, different quirks of individuals who start to who uh, become kleptomaniacs or you know afraid of the dark and everything. It's it's beautiful and i love that this is getting an expansion do you what, what details do we have on that do you have okay so uh yeah the this is this is the the third expansion because the crimson court came out at the at mm-hmm. the beginning of 2017 Shieldbreaker yep. came out a couple of months ago and that was mostly just a new character this one is called the color of madness and um the quote from red hook says uh <clears throat> quote some hateful shard of alien origin has streaked through the night sky, crashing into the old miller's farm on the outskirts of the hamlet. Those unfortunate enough to witness the comet's arrival have been blinded by what they can only describe as a shifting, ephemeral hue of damnably embra- abrasive intensity. Hmm. There has been no word from the farm in a fortnight, save for the unearthly groaning that echoes from the ruin of the mill. So they, they have a new... Um, a new type of currency, which is called Comet Shards. Um, it's a new quest type thing. It's more story. Yeah. You get new enemies and stuff like that. And one of the things that it's that it's talking about is um, is a a quasi competitive, like see how far you can go before you have to to drop out. And so it's kind of like an endless or horde mode from yeah. from Gears of War, and it's it's really exciting and the 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 release window is kind of a bit confusing so i'll I'll go through that real quick so um the shieldbreaker dlc is out now um as well as the crimson court is out everywhere and then um crimson door crimson court and shieldbreaker are coming to ipad soon so i would imagine it would be kind of the same uh as far as that goes because um red hook uh, sees where their audience is, and their audience is first PC, and then PS4 and Vita, and then they're they're expanding into the iPad market, and so yeah, and then um, they're 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 looking to to release early in the new year, um, Crimson Court, Shieldbreaker, and the regular game to Switch, which is exciting because everything the way we used to 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 have the and Vita. Yeah, we have and switch, and, <laughs> and so I'm I'm really excited for people. Anybody that that has a switch, I highly recommend um, that you go ahead and pick this up because yeah. this is this is a a unique a unique twist on the RPG genre that that takes into account a lot more depth into the mm-hmm. characters, and you you feel for them, and you know, you know, my relationship with R and Jesus is is, is yeah. you know, it's it's rough. As it always is, but but God, I love it, and yeah. so I'm 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 really looking forward to this and uh, and seeing seeing what what more they can do with this this system, this story, these mm-hmm. characters that die on a regular basis. And, <laughs> it's an yeah, ever revolving. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I'm That's I'm it. very excited about that coming out soon. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited for more people to be trying Injustice Two because Injustice Two is right now uh, you can try it for free uh, as we're recording this and through Monday night. Um, I'm really glad this that they're putting that out there the the trials to to get into these games because the Injustice fighting games have been great. I mean, this is the Mortal Kombat team. Yeah, uh, it's the fighting. The fighting is good. Uh, it is. I like the fighting. I like the unique uh, creativity with the characters and bringing DC characters into this. But the story is just is just wonderful in Injustice and Injustice Two. Um, yeah. So if you haven't played it, go play it for free right now. <laughs> and if you if you enjoy it, um, they I, I really like when they when they do this. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's on a trial through Monday. It's yeah. also on sale for half price on PC, PS4, and Xbox through Tuesday. So if you like so, it grab it <laughs> exactly and, and your progress carries over and this mm-hmm. is this is how you do a demo yeah. this is this is what we keep talking about you can play through the first three missions of the uh or the first three sections rather mm-hmm. of the single player and you can try out multiplayer and yeah that's 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 how you do a trial and how you get people to buy your game because yes that's exactly how you get it. Uh, speaking of uh, trying games, if you haven't played Oxenfree, Oxenfree is a great story-based, kind of dialogue-based game with some puzzles, not really too difficult of puzzles. Yeah, uh, it's, but it's a game it's, that it's, I it's love. It's more about the dialogue and the characters and, and going through the story and yeah. making decisions that way mm-hmm. more than from a gameplay perspective. Yeah, and in my opinion, they do it better than Telltale because uh, in regards to... Uh, the character depth, but we could go into that at a different story. A different story. Uh, but the the uh, uh, night school who did Oxenfree is coming out with a new game, After Party, and After Party is a um, it's a pub crawl uh, of that uh, between two friends who end up in uh, hell together, and it's a pub crawl where they uh, where the end goal is to get to Satan's um, private party. Um, yeah. And, 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 and it sounds in hilarious. In, a, in drinking games, uh, in every bar, uh, ha- having a unique, um, you know, not only unique things to do, but unique layout, unique characters. Um, yeah. I can't wait for this. It's so inventive. It's, yeah, it's, I, it's 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 still very early. So the mm-hmm. the only date that they've given us is 2019. Um, but one of my other favorite things about this about this particular title is um, it has a dedicated drink button. The drink <laughs> button is always available. You have, yes. you have dialogue options or movement options or choices as far as that's concerned. Yeah. But the drink button is always there. And that's, hope, that is hilarious and wonderful. I hope that it affects your character and it affects your dialogue and that it affects... It, Everything. And I believe that it will, because in, in Oxenfree, like, when you respond to a character is yeah. almost as important as what selection you pick, because you can yes. interrupt people, you can walk away from people, and so I feel that, that they will that they will do well on, on kind of handling, you know, well, you chose to drink in the middle of this person's <laughs> sentence, and drinking is a lot less rude than interrupting, and yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, and that that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing more player unknown battlegrounds, actually playing it at all. Uh, with the move and everything, I've been my my gaming has been nil, but um, player unknown uh, battlegrounds is on Xbox One X and Xbox One. This is still the trial period where this game that people have been playing for like a year is still 
not quite officially released. Yeah, um, and they 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 put it out, you know, a, a couple of weeks before the end of the year, so people yeah. can can buy it for Christmas or whatever. Um, I based on like I've watched a couple of streams and I've heard mm -hmm. a couple of the discussions of people who who like transferred from um, from uh, PC to Xbox. You know, they wanted to play it on consoles or whatever. Yeah, but like there's there are a lot of issues with it. Yep. And I, like I was talking about earlier with, with um, you know, the release of Far Cry 5, you know, being right at the end of the fiscal year, my suspicions about that. Um, when Microsoft announced this, they said, it's coming in 2017. And honestly, I feel like that they, they just released it as is. Mm -hmm. I, I know that it's, I know that it's an early access game or yeah. whatever it is that they call it on uh, was it game game preview? Yeah, uh, they call it game preview, but it's a thirty dollar game preview. I'm on the site right, right. now. Uh, it's thirty dollar game preview. Uh, it's still so, so one map. It's still whenever, one map. Yeah, and whenever whenever they release the full game, you know you won't you'll get all the all the the ups for free, and so you're yep. going to get the desert map. And whenever they release 1.0, you won't have to pay. What I imagine will be sixty dollars. Um, yeah, I'd imagine it'd be that. Releases. Mm -hmm. So the frame rate on the Xbox One is around. Uh, Visual Foundry did did something. I'll, I'll put up a video of, uh, <laughs> and it's between I think it's fifteen and eighteen, um, and Xbox One X is still around twenty six to thirty frames or so. Um, yeah. So it's. I know that this is the Xbox One Enhanced Edition. This is the 4K. This is the, the optimized version. It's supposed to be 4K Ultra HD with UHD, but um, I don't care. If it was 1080p, 60 frames a second, that's all I need for this type of game, for the amount of, of um, objects on screen, for the, uh, the people, for the make sure I don't have any lag in regards to my processing, in regards to playing with, with multiple people. As much as I love 4K, um, and I, I'm absolutely loving 4K gaming, I don't need it for this if you can't get your frame rate high enough. If your frame rate on an Xbox One, not the X, but the Xbox One, is 15, that's unplayable. Well, the other thing about that is, um, I'm, I'm I'm not going to go too deep into technicalities, um, mm -hmm. but uh, it's it's the the idea of, of hit scan versus projectile, mm -hmm. and uh, PUBG is projectile, and so yes. whenever you fire a bullet, it actually creates that bullet in the game and is like, okay, the bullet's going this way, and then it's going to drop a little bit, and so like. Um, frame rate lag is unacceptable because you you don't have it's it's not you point at the other guy's head and 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 shoot it's, it's not a, you yeah. point at where the other guy's head is going to be and then shoot Correct. and that's that is you you cannot do that with 20 frames a second yeah like that's you're, that's you're just exactly not right. possible and so it's it's a different it's a different game than it is on PC because on mm -hmm. PC if you get good you know you can you can lead characters you can dodge evade whatever and so what it's what it's come down to on uh, Xbox One is people just get into cars and drive around because nobody can hit anybody in the car unless they have like a full you know spray and pray type yeah. you know Uzi and so it's it it is fundamentally a different game mm -hmm. because of the limitations that have been put on it. Exactly. So I, I really don't think that this is a good place to to jump in until it comes out for quote for real. Yeah. 
Which so, the game has been out for was it a year or so on PC. Um, yeah. It's still in early access. Um, I mean, I don't think it's going to actually fully. Re- I mean, fully release on Xbox until maybe uh, summer is my is my guess. Yeah, it'll, it, it'll be a while. It's going to be a while, and they need to work out all these kinks because when they said that this is going to be exclusive to Xbox One X, which I think is going to be a timed exclusivity. Um, when they said it was going to be exclusive to Xbox One, uh, immediately I was thinking they they better do this right. I mean, this is a game that so many people are behind, and there's so much buzz behind that if uh, someone's first time playing this game, their first impressions of this game are uh, subpar, then they're gonna they're you're gonna lose an audience, which is what's gonna happen to people who have not played it on PC but tried it on their Xbox, which is un- it's really unfortunate. Um, yeah. But that's, that's about all we have for the, the gaming news this week. Uh, join us next week where we have a little bit better audio and a little bit better video. And uh, let us know in the comments uh, what game you're excited about that's still in preview that may or may not ever come out. So the FCC's new net neutrality killing bill is uh, has been voted on uh, in a three to two vote. Net neutrality is gone, kind of. Uh, we still have to wait for uh, for the Senate to weigh in on this, but uh, it's that's, really un- that's actually that's actually optional. They can they can obstruct it if they choose to, but um, this is this is absolutely imperative that, that we get on this um, mm-hmm. and, and speak up. Call your call your representatives. Call call everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet at them. Email mm-hmm. them. Everything you can do because this will absolutely be detrimental to us. This is another thing that is. This is not political. This is just a, a fact of life because. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tweet it out later this morning, but even before net neutrality was dissolved, um, there has been a long list of, of times that that the various internet companies have broken the rules that were already in place Correct. to try to gain a, a fiscal advantage mm-hmm. over their own consumers. Yeah. And I see it. I'm in telecom, so I actually see it... Um... It's about once a month, if not twice a month, that I see an internet service provider breaking the breaking the current law. With the new uh, law that's been put in place, uh, with the new uh, net neutrality being destroyed, if that happens, they they won't they will no longer be uh, breaking the law. So doing things like uh, throttling YouTube and Netflix will be okay. Uh, to uh, block all one of the big things that I see constantly is to block VoIP phones uh, or to block any mobile connectivity or even PC connectivity software where you hang out and talk to people like Google Hangouts Um, we've had ISPs block those because they want you to use their own versions of them uh, in regards to VoIP phones and in regards to uh, in regards to communication Uh, I've seen them throttle or completely block IPs and ports specifically because they want you to use their product uh, or they or they've literally said uh, well we don't support that uh, with this with this internet connection it's like no you yeah, have to support everything with the internet connection um, and there's class action lawsuits that have been going on about this as well but those will just be those will dissolve if this happens so it's just yeah. it's horrible 
And Verizon, Verizon has been one of the loudest saying, oh, we definitely won't mess with net neutrality or anything. We're, we're just going to keep doing what we've been yeah. doing. Okay. But um, Verizon has, has been particular about making sure that nobody could use their system in ways that they didn't anticipate. Like yeah. they actively blocked uh, various Google phones from coming onto their network. Mm-hmm. The, the Nexus 5 and Nexus 6, um, despite the fact that they were compatible, yeah, because they were they were released for uh, for for other systems, as an actively blocked those, and then they yeah. they also did their Go ninety program, and they they released they're like this doesn't count against your data cap. Use our system that is inferior, but it's free, yeah. and it's this is just a a. a counter-consumer thing and no, you're exactly you know, right. since you're since you're watching slash listening to this you are the person who is going to be actively hurt by this yeah, so you're, yeah we don't we don't get we don't get super political on the show but we we all need to step up do what we yeah. can contact your representatives keep fighting this because this is this is bad well it's Horrible it's like news. you said it has nothing to do with political uh affiliation in fact whatever your political affiliation is you should be concerned with this because you have companies who own, uh, like, uh, for I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, like, you have you have companies that own specific um, uh, internet providers, and they also own is it is it uh, Bing? Hold on, no, uh, someone owns Yahoo. I think it was is um, AT and T owns Yahoo. I can't remember, but like they could basically make it so you only have to use their search engine um you could they could uh new zealand is a great example of this if you look and see how new zealand and some other countries that don't have net neutrality work um you pay uh let's say forty dollars fifty dollars for your internet connection for a decent internet connection and if you want to use uh social media for the month that's another five five to seven dollars if you want to use video streaming services like hulu and netflix that's another five to seven dollars uh, and every single bit is tacked on, and they block it from block you from being able to access any of it unless you pay them extra. The problem, and I've gone to this before, but uh, all of those um, all those individual companies are already paying for their connection uh, in uh, to the internet. They're paying for these ridiculously huge pipes into the internet so everyone can pull and watch Netflix. They're also paying for the servers and everything. And then you pay a subscription fee, which helps them pay for their their bandwidth. That's how that works. You shouldn't have to pay your ISP additional money to use the bandwidth you're already paying for. That would be that would be like someone coming up to you and saying, okay, well, for your water at your house, are you bathing with it? That's an extra charge. Are you drinking it? That's an extra charge too. We thought you were just gonna use the sink. That's what they're doing. The internet, you're already paying for your connection. Uh, you're paying for uh, paying for your bandwidth, and you shouldn't be paying for your ISP to try to subsidize a connection that they're already being paid for. Uh, Netflix, Google, Hulu, everyone else is already paying ridiculous amounts of money for their connection, um, and they they don't get money when you pay your ISP another five or seven dollars to have an internet can uh, have a connection to, to Hulu or or YouTube they're not going to get that money the ISP just keeps it and they, they say that they or people have said okay well this will allow the ISPs to um, to update their networks 
they're not going to update their networks unless they yeah. have to. Uh, being someone in telecom, then yeah. Progress progress has not been stalled in the past two years. Um, as as someone who who goes cross country mm-hmm. and sees a lot of the development, um, Verizon has consistently been been upgrading their network and moving yeah. to 4G and improving mm-hmm. 4G and 4G yeah. plus and like all of these systems they they are they are continuing to innovate and the the argument that was made against net neutrality as well you know this is this is stifling innovation it's not that's a lie that is that is by the data yeah that is not that is not what's happening and so we we all have to work together to fight this it stifles small businesses it stifles uh, yeah. people who want to uh, have an open and free discussion on the internet. That's why I was saying this is not political at all. If you want to be political about it, everyone on every side should be uh, should be um, concerned about this. Because if let's say you have and and like for an ex- example, I have two choices when it comes to an ISP here. I have Spectrum or I have satellite. So basically, I have one choice. Now, let's say Spectrum, let's say their higher-ups decide, well, uh, let's say they happen to lean right. And they say, you know what? I don't want people going to MSNBC, to go to CNN. Uh, I'm going to throttle. I'm going to either throttle or completely block those websites. So that way people can't go to these uh, uh, Young Turks or other very left-leaning uh, news shows, they could just say, all right, well, we're going to block them because we don't think that's right. Again, if they leaned left, they could say, you know, we're going to block Fox News and Breitbart. And, and to me, you're then uh, at the mercy of your ISP, ISP's political affiliation, not your own. You're going to be censored. Uh, they're going to censor you and what you can see and what you can think um, in a in a forum that shouldn't be censored at all. The internet needs to be free for everyone to be able to use it and for everyone to be able to get their voices heard and to hear other voices. You need to hear discerning voices. You need to hear uh, people who, you know, it's important to have a completely open discussion on that. We could continue on for for hours about it, but do anything that you can to uh, to contact your your senators, contact everyone that you can who is uh, who is uh, in Congress, to let them know this is bad for business. I'm in telecom. I know how bad it is for business, and I'm hearing people try to describe how great it is, and they have no idea how the internet works. They have no idea how uh, how any of this works from an ISP standpoint or from a networking standpoint, um, and I think Congress doesn't know either. Uh, the and the person who does know is uh, uh, what's his name Anji who Ajit was Ajit, he was a lobbyist for the ISPs he has yeah. he doesn't have your interest in mind he has the he has internet service providers interests in mind because they yeah. paid him millions of dollars in the past so it's it's just it's ridiculous so in in closing um, if you're if you're wondering how you can help um, one of the one of the best things to do is to call you you can call two zero two seven five nine seven seven six six and that will connect you you'll you'll put in your zip code and that will connect you to your representatives so that we can fill their phone lines up so that we can yeah. fill their voicemail boxes up um and and just let them know that that this is not okay and we expect them to step up exactly exactly so go let your voice be heard whatever you can do um if this drops if this happens um I can't. Uh, I can't 100. Uh, I'll have to look into the legality, but there are ways around it. 
um, that aren't easy. Not everyone's going to do. I'll look into legalities and I'll see if I can put up any videos discussing how to do that uh, if I can legally. Um, not to condone it, but to just talk about the ideas, I guess. I think, uh, well, I'm, I may not be able to legally do that after this, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> let, let us know in the comments uh, if you've contacted your, uh, your senators and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for watching This Week in Our Collective Heads. Uh, subscribe over here and click the bell, and that way you'll know about any new videos that we put up, because we put up a lot, of, a lot of gameplay, a lot of stories from games and stuff like that, and gameplay is down here. Yeah, and you got more editorials and new stuff down here. Check it out.